Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. excited to be with you. We're excited to continue through Songs in the Night, the Book of Psalms, where so much is going on. We we catch up now. Stephanie's out in Indiana, and I'm in South Carolina, coming to you by the magic of a podcast machine and my uh, iPhone here. But uh, Stephanie, there's continuously, as we went through Psalm 119, the Lord's trying to edify us. The Lord's trying to remind us that life begins with a relationship with him, that abundant life is about a relationship with him, that abundant life takes us to a new place, that abundant life uh, makes us, uh, you know, it's, it's joy. It's joy. You want joy? You need God. You want more joy? You need more of God. You want to live the best life you can live? You got to have as much of God in you. The more of God you put in, the more of God will come out. The more, mm-hmm. you know, you can get saved in just a few minutes, uh, but it takes a lifetime to, you know, to, to bring heaven down in your heart and that kind of joy and that kind of love and that, that kind of thing. God can do that for you and he will. And that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. And so Stephanie, we get to that point where we talk about, uh, you might be a knucklehead if, and we talk about not knuckleheaded moment just to, to help people. So they're not knuckleheads. So yeah. it, it's your turn today. You might be a knucklehead if. If you have a mutual mentality, you know, we always have, um, a choice of how we will interact with people or what our expectations are. And and you're a knucklehead if you expect that everything's given to you for free or that you deserve to be given things for free. Or if you use, oh, I'm just, I'm too weak or I'm, I'm disabled or whatever. And I get there are people that truly are, but it's very, when you're a knucklehead and those are excuses to get by with being a moocher, that's just really low. Yeah, and, and I think, I, I think uh, everybody can give something to God, even if it's just prayer. Even if you're infirm to the point where somebody else has to turn on the computer for you or whatever the case may be, you still have the ability, if your mind is there, to pray. So there's always something you can do for God. And what you're saying is you're a knucklehead if you just give up. And, you know, that's almost being apathetic, like you're saying, Stephanie. It's almost saying, ah, it's all about me. You know, I'm just going to be a moocher. I'm going to let people take care of me. Uh, I think that's what you're saying. You're saying, stop that. Uh, y- you know, it's not all about you. And no. life doesn't revolve around you. And uh, it revolves around God or it's supposed to. That's pretty good. So yeah. what, do you, what do you got for us for food today? Wow. Well, food that's right with God, Doug, is most definitely um, a, a gluten-free spiced zucchini cake. Wow. That, um, yeah, my sister made it this week and it was over the top. It was so good. She, of course, added extra spices and stuff in, um, but it was amazing. Wow. And, you know, I like zucchini cake and zucchini bread. It's moist. I wonder what her flour replacement was. Probably rice flour, almond flour. I don't know. Um, 
zucchini or zucchini. It was a gluten free mix. Of all that, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly the blend, but it was one of those gluten-free flour mixes you can get. And let me tell you, folks, uh, I'm just glad that God makes recipes that are gluten-free. Praise the Lord. And uh, I just had, you know, so we have this candy, and I probably shouldn't say this. Now I should save it for the next show. But I just ate, remember that candy that, sadly, uh, you turned Debbie and I on to? It's it's like that candy that's not unreal or something like that. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Exactly. Yeah, like the um, coconut almond, squares yeah, with dark chocolate joyer, on the outside. Yeah. Oh, mounds. I just ate Replacement. one of those. Changed my life. Uh, I mean, I'm a little different because of that. So anyway, I wanted to share that with you. But we're moving along. Here we are in the book of Psalms. We're in Psalm number 119. We're on verse 153 going through 160. We're excited about this. We're getting ready to talk about revival, what God can and is doing in our hearts. We just have a few more podcasts left in 119. So thankful for Psalm 119. So thankful that when we take a moment, even though this seems like it might be dragging on a little bit or we've been in here forever, every single day God has given us another lesson on how to get closer to him, another lesson to how to live joyfully, another lesson to how to live more abundantly, Another lesson on how to be the best person we can be to, to have a life that's God-driven, you know, that's not driven by circumstance and things of that nature. And I, and I think that's what we, we see again today is how do we do that? How do we get where we're going? And I think we're going to find that, that even in the mess, like Stephanie said, it doesn't matter what, our, uh, what those things are that may handicap us or may, you know, stop us from doing things. We still serve a great God, and we need to do whatever we can do. And we don't need to worry about what we can get. We need to worry about what we can give. And that's the God we serve. And I think that's talking about that here today. And, and so over here in Psalm 119, it says, Consider mine affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statues. Great are thy tender mercies. O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgments. Many are my persecutors and mine enemies, yet I do not decline from thy testimonies. I beheld the transgressors and was grieved, because they kept not thy word. Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy love and kindness. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy Righteous judgments endureth forever. Wow. What a psalm. What are you thinking, Stephanie? I think it's beautiful um, when we look about look on the fact of who our deliverer is um, and realizing that no matter what we no matter what you're going through, no matter what chains you feel are around you, coming to God and crying out verse one fifty three. Consider my affliction and deliver me, Lord. My eyes on you, because He says, "For I do not forget Thy law, Lord. I'm not forgetting Your word. I'm not forgetting Your promises. I'm standing on them and deliver me." And that that those two words, when you cry those words out to God, from a heart of humility and openness to God and who He is, deliver me, God. Yeah, and what? Our- and what is that? How does that song go? I know whom I have believed in. <laughs> Sing a verse of that song. How does that go? Um, The chorus is, um, I'm trying to think of if it's for I know. I think it's for I know whom 
beloved, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. And I think everybody in podcast world will be singing that today, and that's a good song to sing, but that's what the psalmist is saying. He's saying, revive me because you're my redeemer. I mean, look at those first few verses. Uh, you're my redeemer. You know, salvation is far from the wicked. You're my redeemer. You're the guy. Plead my case and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. Salvation is far from the wicked. And, you know, and he's talking about it's about you, God. It's about what you can do for me. I know who I believe in, just like that song you just sang. For I know it, and I know it's a public song. That's why we didn't freak out too much about that. But I was thinking, Stephanie, if we know who God is, it's, you know, there's, there's a term in the Army, right? It's called, so I, I know I talk in circles. That's the ADHD, the OCD, and the DUMB work in there. But I, I know we talk in circles here, but listen to this. In the Army, there's a term called malicious incompliance. And what that means is I know what the regulation says. I know who's in charge of me. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I choose not to do that. And what the uh, psalmist is saying here is I know who you are and I need your help. So yeah. there's a difference. Are we maliciously incompliant? Do we know what God has to offer us? Do we know what God can bring us? Do we know what God can do for us and then not do anything with it? There's a, there's a differentiation there. There's, there's a big difference. Yeah. And well, it, I think um, that's being a fool when we know the way we're to walk in and we choose not to. Exactly. Um, and I think if that's, if that's where, where you are, you're going to have severe consequences and you won't experience God's grace until you come to repentance. You know, you get yourself in a massive bind because you choose to be a fool until you repent of your foolishness and turn from that, you're not going to experience God's grace and help. And there's, you know, that's a point that we should understand too, is especially with these next verses, talking about how merciful God is. So if we really know him and we're maliciously, you know, we're malicious, uh, then we, we need to get right with God because we're probably the most miserable person listening to this podcast today. But look what it says in 156. It says, Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. It's coming right out and saying that in, in 7, 157. Many are my persecutors and mine enemies, yet I do not decline from thy testimonies. Behold the transgressors and was grieved because they kept not thy word. So he's saying, uh, Revive me for you're merciful and these transgressors out there are making a mess. But, you know, there's almost like there's hope in that little section there where he's talking about him getting better. Maybe he can help the transgressors. Maybe if he gets things right, the psalmist is thinking, I can make a difference. And, and like that songwriter said, I know who I believed in, and he is able. And, and I think we're seeing that here, and I, I'm not sure if he wrote that uh, song. I think it was out of the New Testament. But I think it pertains here. And, and I think, you know, God is merciful. And here's the good news. We talked about this malicious incompliance a minute ago, and we talked about what you were saying, how you're a fool, which is absolutely right. But we serve this wonderful God who's willing to forgive all that. We serve mm. this wonderful God who's willing to, you know, you can go and say, God, I've been goofing up. 
you know, this, this has been all about me and my insecurities and my not feeling great and my knuckleheadedness and my, uh, you know, these narcissists. And if you're a narcissist, you know, you are, cause you're a total control freak. You know, people who are narcissists know the narcissist. They, they might call it something else. Like I know more than anybody else. I'm smarter than anybody else. I've never met anybody smarter. You know how they, they cover those things up. Uh-huh. But the the psalmist is, is the psalmist is saying just a couple of verses ago that I'm a little person, I'm nobody, but oh God, those people are wicked and crazy and they're doing things. I don't want to be like them. I want to serve you. I want to step out. And then look at one fifty nine and one sixty, and it's saying, "Consider how I love thy precepts, quicken me." And that word "quicken" make alive, make me alive. You know, the sum of your word, all these things come together. They equal truth. They equal reality. They equal healing. They equal safety. They make me a better human being. They bring me to a better place. They're, they're taking me to the, to the promised land. I mean, all these things is what he's saying. And they're, they're bringing me, thy word is true from the beginning. Every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. And, you know, folks, so you can be maliciously incompliant. Because if you really know God, if you're saved, and you don't have the joy you need, you're living in this crazy perpetuity state of perpetuity that forever and ever that just stinks, and there's no joy in your life, and there's no peace in your life, then you need to grab a hold of these verses, starting at 153 and 160, and write them down and say, God, what can you do for me? I mean, what do they do, Stephanie? How do you get out of this funk? You, you can't on your own. And that's what makes healing supernatural is we can't get out of it by ourselves. And that's why the psalmist puts these here, um, these, these pleas for help. And, um, because we can't do it by ourselves. And that's where that cry of deliver me comes in. That's where that cry of quicken me comes in. That's where asking God to, to, to help us to see what we're going through through his eyes. Yeah. And and it makes faith real. It makes trust real. That's what the Christian life is about is the fact that we can't get out of it ourselves. And it's all about Christ in us. And I think that's why that word quicken becomes so powerful. God, give me life again, according to your word. And that's, that's a, you know, in verse 154, it's plead, deliver and quicken. Yeah. It, and that combination we have, that's that's Jesus doing those things in us. That's Christ doing it. It's not us. We can't do it. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't think people understand what it's like to be quickened, maybe. I don't think people understand that we can go from a state of malaise or we can go from a state of, uh, I think the worst thing, you know, lukewarm. We talked about that a few podcasts ago last week. Or we can go from a state of mediocrity or we can go from a state of nothingness or nowhereness or whatever the case may be and be quickened means we're so alive you know and there's an attractiveness I think that comes with being fully alive from God I think you've seen it we've talked about how there's people in our church that people just want to be close to because they're so godly and so awesome and I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily looking at attractiveness from, uh, you know, some type of marital or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. I'm just talking about an attractiveness in life too. 
when you're fully alive, man, people want to be around you. And you get to exude God's love because it's not us. God quickens us. God gives us a little more. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you know anybody who's bubbly, funny, awesome, things of that nature? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I know people like that. And what makes them like that? Well, some of them is just who they are. Like, that's the personality. But someone who can, you know, you may have someone that's not even, I don't know that I'd qualify them as bubbly, but someone who has a joyful peace about them. Yeah. Being around people like that. Um, I think of um, a lady that was a part of our recording who's been through a lot. Yeah. Um, And yet she's chosen to be a victor and she had a joyful peace about her. And she has a burden to help other people. And there's a, there's a sense in which um, in the midst of her storm, she has made this, she's taken steps of faith to make God's joy, her strength. And those are the ones, you know, they may not be the loudest one in the room. They may not always even be the funniest person in the room. I like funny people. It's one of the reasons I hang, hang out with you. That's right. Um, You're good at making me laugh, but, um, people can be bubbly and funny because they've chosen to make God their strength. But the people that have a joyful peace about them, I like hanging around with them because Jesus shines through them and they make a difference in my life. And you know, folks, we want to aspire uh, to be that kind of person. We want that joy bubbling through us. We want that, that quickened uh, spirit that only comes from God. We want that, friendliness, that peace. Stephanie was talking about a friend of hers who, and I happen to know this lady. She's wonderful. And you guys will get to know her on the TV show, I'm sure. Uh, but, but she just exudes love for folks, laughs mm-hmm. easy, cries easy, jokes easy, lives easy, loves easy. And, uh, and that comes with that relationship with God when he quickens us, when he gives us that more abundant life, that more joyful life, that, that mm-hmm. life that makes a difference. And, and you can have that, you know, even if you've got the worst case of triggers, the worst case of PTSD, the wor- God can get you through that. He can, yeah. he can shine that light on you. And, uh, mm. he, and, and that'll come through. And it's because of the work that was done on the cross for you. It's because you've been bought with a price. It's because... I don't know, but everybody I know like that stuff. I want to be around those people. I want to hang out with cool people. You know, Stephanie and I, Stephanie and, I and, and Debbie and, and our families are cool, not because of us, but what God does for us. And I mean cool in the sense of we hang out together and enjoy each other's company. But if you're a stick in the mud, that's hard to do. If you're a yeah. st- as, and you can see, you can pick it out of a family of people. You know, you can have... 25 people at a family reunion and there's two of them that are total knuckleheads and you say, what's wrong? Well, maybe they haven't been quickened or maybe they are saved, but they're in malicious and compliance. Uh, mm. You know, maybe, maybe they just don't want God to take over their lives. You know, you got to say to people sometimes, you know what? You need God. You need God to take over your life. And, and I think that's a real significant item. Uh, I think it's so significant that we've read it over and over again in Psalm 119, and it's throughout the Bible. And old Job had that. Job, you know, the trials of Job were pretty tough. Yes, she he went through so much. 
Yeah, and Mrs. Job, she didn't have an easy road. Uh, we don't hear much about Mrs. Job, but I think people are too hard at her. So we have a song today. It's the last song from the first CD that we're going to play for you. We're probably going to play a few more songs from the first CD as we wait for the second CD. Or we may go out. I have some hymns that my church record that are public that we're allowed to use, uh, that are public domain. You, you probably heard one a few weeks ago. It was a public domain song that was put out there for public domain use. We may do some of those, but or we may have Stephanie sing a few more at the piano. But uh, this song we wrote, it's the first song that I wrote called The Holy Hill. And I went to Stephanie, and as we got to know each other, I mentioned to her that I wrote a song. And the very next day, she had the music written and put this song together. It was really long, so she had to put some verses together. I write long songs. She writes long songs. We're long song people. But this song, I think, will be a blessing to you. It's called The Holy Hill, and Stephanie and her kids are singing it. Stephanie arranged it beautifully, rewrote it beautifully. So make sure you pay attention to this. What was done on that holy hill for you? You want to be quickened? It takes a relationship with that guy that was crucified. It takes trusting in his plan alone, accepting Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Listen to every word Eric has for you in just a few minutes and, and meaning it, praying it, asking God to save you. And you know what he'll do? He'll save you. Hey, we love you folks. If you need anything from us, go out to Help the Wounded Spirits. Listen to this song, The Holy Hill. Listen to every word Brother Eric has to say. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.